0: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, we're broadcasting live today from one to three at Silicon Slope Summit here at Vivint Arena. Uh, it is an amazing collection of entrepreneurs, many from the tech sector, uh, coming together to to learn, to connect, and to figure out how to make a difference. And uh, we're going to shift gears just a little bit right now. Uh, a really crucial conversation uh, about one of those difference makers uh, out there, Brother Andrew, uh, who uh, some of you may recognize, a Dutch evangelical missionary, uh, probably best known as the Bible smuggler, uh, passed away and uh, today at the age of 94. And uh, Daniel Silliman uh, joins us now, uh, wrote a a brilliant piece uh, in Christianity today uh, about Brother Andrew, and uh, I'm going to have Daniel share the story. This is uh, this is real creativity, entrepreneurship, uh, with a mission uh, and some way to make a difference into some some really struggling countries. And uh, Daniel, thanks for joining us today.
1: Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Wonderful. So, give us uh, the backstory for those who aren't familiar uh, with Brother Andrew. Uh, give us a, a little bit of that backstory. How how that all began, and and some of the good that he did.
1: Yeah, Brother Andrew. Um, his name, his uh, Dutch name was uh, Anna van der Bijl. He was a Dutch evangelical. Um, really, really had a dramatic conversion experience after um, fighting in a war in Indonesia and seeing some, some some terrible things in that war and getting really depressed and then um, was found by Jesus and, you know, was looking for ways to, to share his faith and felt like God told him go support the Christians behind the Iron Curtain during the Cold War in Soviet countries. There were you know many many believers who really didn't have access to Bible or the ability to get to, to travel or connect with other Christians. So he started driving um, little blue Volkswagen Beetle stuffed with uh, Bibles into. Um, Eastern Bloc countries to, to to bring them Scripture. This, of course, um, translated into and you know, founding a ministry called Open Doors, which uh, still can exist today, and they support. Um, persecuted Christians
0: all over the world. Yeah, uh, it, it's really an extraordinary story, and uh, you mentioned uh, taking them uh, across the border into some of those uh, Soviet bloc Eastern European countries uh, after the war. And uh, just describe some of the ways. In your in your piece, you uh, talked about some of the different ways that uh, obviously using these uh, small little cars being inconspicuous. But what were some of the other ways that they were able to take Bibles uh, into some of these Eastern bloc countries?
1: yeah they would develop a bunch of different strategies, uh, some of which they they um, wouldn't um, share at the time, but they talked about for example, like how to make yourself seem seem less suspicious, you know young couples who looked like they were honeymooning for example or um, or that kind of thing um, you yeah, really kind of kind of um like Christians, but spies is, is the spirit you get when you read him. But he would always say that the that the strongest thing, the most powerful thing, was prayer. He had this mm. prayer he prayed on every trip for, called the which he he called the um, prayer of God's smuggler. And just share it here. He would say, "Lord, in my luggage, I have scripture that I want to take to your children across this border." When you were on earth you made blind eyes see, now I pray, make seeing eyes blind. You know, we don't know how many Bibles he he brought over. He actually didn't keep count. He said, God's the bookkeeper, not me but estimates range up into the into the millions.
0: Yeah, uh, amazing! Uh, literally millions of uh, Bibles going uh, across borders, and, and thinking about the security checkpoints. Uh, that, that prayer of the uh, of God smuggler, I think, is is so powerful to to make the seeing eyes not see, uh, and mm-hmm. being able to get those in. I, I can only imagine, you know, what that would feel like. You know, driving in across one of those borders, knowing they're heavily armed, knowing how they feel about God in general. Uh, and knowing that they're inspecting the car in front of you uh, had to had to be a little unnerving uh, to go across that border, knowing you're bringing bringing something in that they don't want. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it it, it really was a feat, and it was a, a feat of faith. But Brother Andrew always wanted to emphasize that he wasn't. He said an evangelical stuntman. He was right. damn just a normal Christian. I'm following the call of the Holy Spirit and and really anybody can do great things for God if they if they're just um willing to put themselves in the situation, willing to take the risk, willing to, to follow the lead. Yeah. Later in life, of course, after the the fall of the Berlin Wall and the end of the Soviet Union, these countries opened up and and that became a very different situation. And he, he shifted a and focused his attention on Muslim countries, and Mm. some of which um, make it very hard to be a Christian, and really talked about how important, you know, preaching in these countries were, and and spoke out strongly against military intervention into, like, Afghanistan and Iraq, and said, as a Christian, we really need to believe in missions, not military. Mm. Um, But, yeah, it was a man of, of really profound faith who inspired
0: many yeah and uh and i love the fact that uh he would frame it that way that hey I'm, I'm not sort of a stunt person uh this is this is simply about doing what i can do and that we all can do that and it doesn't have to be in front of cameras it doesn't have to be on the front page of the paper or in the evening news uh we all have opportunities to make a difference every day just by very small, very simple things. Uh, as you look at his life and legacy uh, and look at the world around us today and, and where uh, religious liberty is under threat in a lot of places around the world, maybe more so than we thought it would be uh, at this point in the game following the the fall of, of the, many of those communist countries, uh, what is it that you think would be... He would say is his uh, most important legacy or his biggest challenge to the rest of us today
1: hmm. that's a good question i do think I do think there's a tendency to view him as a kind of like Christian evil can or something like <laughs> right just doing these stunts um, but i i I really see two two lessons or sort of two things he wanted to to emphasize. You know, one is this this international concern. I think it's so easy to kind of s- stop my attention at the border and not yeah. think about Christians in other places and not think about non-believers in other mm. places, but to kind of only be concerned about my people, my neighborhood, yeah. my community. And he really felt like our our experience of Jesus should inspire us to, to, to cross borders and to think yeah. bigger and to care about people that we haven't met who haven't met Jesus. Mm. Um, that's such a strong mission, a strong message throughout his life and throughout the ministry of, of Open Doors. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is just this, this call to follow the Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. not to... Just accept the way things are done. Not uh, just do what everyone around us says is normal. You know, at the end of his life, um, people said someone asked him, "Like, well, if you if you could do it again, like, what have you learned? What what would you tweak? What would you do differently?" And he says, "If I could live my life over again, I would be a lot more radical." Yeah. That's um, <laughs> that's a charge I think for those of us for uh, those of us who. Uh, Also, believe the Holy Spirit is
0: guiding us. Oh, I love that. Uh, Daniel Silliman, uh, news editor for Christianity Today. He's also the author of Reading Evangelicals. Daniel, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate your perspective. Uh, And we do mourn the passing of Brother Andrew. Uh, Again, yes, he he was the the Bible smuggler, uh, God smuggler, uh, but he was really about making a difference uh, anyway every way we can and that's a good lesson for all of us that wraps up hour number one of inside sources here on ksl news radio we're broadcasting live from the silicon slope summit here at Vivint arena hour number two coming up after top of the hour news stick around ksl fm midvale KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion. For news.
1: I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985.